Hello, my name is Kelly Bramblett and I am a trauma support coach and spiritual mentor who works with people from all over the world who are struggling with unresolved wounding. I do this by gently guiding them to healing, peace, and self-love through my one-on-one coaching. In addition to this, I also write a weekly spiritually based blog and I'm the host of Kelly Bramblett's High Vibe Podcast, which can be heard on all major streaming platforms. My mission is to help spread a message of hope to the hopeless and inspire others to heal the collective by first healing themselves. I am a fully certified general life coach, trauma care specialist, law of attraction practitioner, EFT practitioner, and a level three Usui Reiki master teacher. My first book, Alchemy of the Phoenix, From the Ashes of Trauma to the Light of Love, was released July 1st, 2020, and continues to offer further support for trauma survivors worldwide. You can learn more about my work by visiting my website at www.kellybramblett.com. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to this High Vibe podcast episode. Today, I am welcoming Dr. Cameron Martin to the show. Cameron is a spiritual coach and intuitive astrologer who is committed to helping people discover the truth of their own being. He has a background in business, education, personal spiritual development, and leadership development. He's earned a PhD in leadership studies, an MBA, and master's degree in educational leadership. In his practice, he is committed to sharing spiritual knowledge that helps promote self-discovery, encouraging people to take responsibility for living their lives with power and purpose, harnessing the wisdom of astrology for self-development, and ushering in a new paradigm of leadership in our changing world. He is committed to guiding people and discovering the answers inside themselves and creating a new world worth living in. So I am really excited to pick his brain a little bit. I am going to take a quick break and I will be right back to welcome Cameron to the show. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, Cameron. I'm so excited and honored to have you here today. I am just going to jump right in here and start by asking if you could just share a little bit with us about your personal journey and what sparked your interest and passion for astrology. Yeah, well, thank you, Kelly. Thank you for having me. Um, I do love this story because in very many ways, it feels like astrology found me, not the other way around. (laughs) So I actually, um, before even becoming an astrologer and a coach, I was actually working um, as a teacher. And honestly, my life was very focused on business, teaching business, uh, and then school leadership. I was in a program, a master's program in leadership. And this is about the year 2018 and life was not okay. (laughs) Basically, I wasn't happy with work, with school, with relationships, all kinds of stuff was just like unsettled. And there was this unhappy something inside of me and I knew I needed a change. And so I applied actually for a PhD program uh, at the University of San Diego. And I decided I got in and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to leave my job, leave my life and move across the country. Before I was living in Massachusetts and I moved to Southern California, that was a big deal. If anybody knows anything about those two places, they're very different. Um, And 
I would just say no exaggeration in the summer of 2018, my life felt like a mess. Like I, everything changed so fast an adult trying to make friends, new job, new relationship. It was just like uh, really messy. And around that same time, I actually had an astrology reading. Now, mind you, before this, my experience with astrology was as much as most people reading horoscopes online. I had looked at my chart on cafeastrology.com, right? Like This is sort of your go-to, but I really didn't know much. And I had this reading um, with this woman and it was profound. I was like, how do you know that about me? And we're talking about my soul and what I'm here for and how I'm evolving. And I'm like, this is one of the most profound conversations I've ever had in my life. And having an experience of truly being seen, like being seen for who I was as a soul, as a being on this planet. And I remember thinking, I don't know what this is, but I want more. <laughs> and so I asked her, do you teach? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, will you teach me? And she said, no. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? Um, she said, you don't need me, actually. Uh, in a few years time, you'll be as good or better. And you're about to go through a major spiritual awakening. So just watch what happens. So I walked away like, okay, <laughs> like what? But at that point, um, it fueled something in me that really was insatiable. So I started picking up books, following different astrologers on YouTube, online, podcasts, all kinds of stuff. And as I was learning, it actually wasn't an experience of learning. It was an experience of remembering. So I would like read a book or read this thing. And it was like, click, boom, I knew it. And then I understood something else. And then it was like, I was really unlocking stuff that my soul knew from other times and places. It was insane. <laughs> and actually, at the beginning of that year, I went back home for Christmas. So this isn't even six months. And I was able to read for people. I read their charts, friends, family members, whatever. And they're all asking me like, Oh, my God, how are you doing this? And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> talk about like massive imposter syndrome. But then I had an experience with one particular person where there were things I saw about her past. She was a family friend and I had no idea. And But I saw some things about her past that came up in the reading and she was shocked and I was shocked and I was sitting there going like, uh, <laughs> and it occurred to me that this is my gift. This is what I'm here to share with the world. And um I didn't know what that meant. And I was spending a whole bunch of money on a PhD program, you know, thinking school leadership, superintendency, who knows. But in 2019, um, I did a lot of my deep inner work. This was that spiritual awakening that she was talking about. And um, toward the end of that year, it was very clear. This is your gift. This is what you're meant to share with the world. And so I created my business and started um working professionally as an astrologer I had been studying even more it was incredible incredible up until that point but yeah I basically said to the universe okay I'll do it and um it was a side hustle doing readings doing events and some coaching with people but I didn't make it my center of my existence I was still working a six-figure job but in the beginning of 2021, it was very clear that you're going to have to leave that six-figure safety net and do this because this is why you're here. You're here to share the wisdom of astrology. You're here to help people discover who they are and to help share the power of this knowledge. 
And so major trust fall after another trust fall after another trust fall from the universe, I said, okay, I'll do it. And so I committed myself full-time to doing this work. And um, then three weeks later, I was, I got the message to move to Maui and I was like, okay, <laughs> jumped on that bandwagon. Um, and it's been a really interesting experience ever since, of course, of just learning to step into that calling fully, because it really, to me, it feels very much like a calling, not something that I chose, but something that chose me. Wow, what a journey. Thank you so much for sharing that. Phenomenal. Yeah, you're welcome. So how is astrology a blueprint for your soul's journey? And what does it show about your life experiences? Mm. <laughs> Everything. Really? So the way that I understand astrology really is the study of cosmic patterns and our own energy patterns, right? Our energy signature. And the idea with astrology is that the moment that you take your first breath on this planet, that time and place, wherever that is for you, um, has an energy signature and it sets up literally an energetic blueprint for your life. Now, if you looked at your horoscope or someone's birth chart, their natal chart, that's the blueprint that I'm talking about, which does actually represent where the planets and things were in physical space time when you were born. But the energies are also archetypal and they say a lot about your psychology, about, I mean, that blueprint, <laughs> your soul's blueprint. It's really your soul's um, journey in this lifetime, what you've set up for yourself. So you can see all kinds of things. Certainly things about your personality, yes, but also things like what you need to feel safe and secure, your relationships, karmic patterns you're playing out, limiting beliefs, career opportunities, um, relationship to mom, your sense of self, uh, uh, your relationship to spirituality and your ability to connect with the subconscious. I mean, these are just the very tip of the iceberg, <laughs> the things that you can see. And it's one thing to see the chart itself in this moment in time which is you know a blueprint as i mentioned um but it always shifts i mean the planets keep changing and shifting and as they do they affect you and your energy body in different ways and so knowing about that or knowing about what you're moving through and who you really are you can be much more conscious about the choices you make you know your life experience i'm someone that believes very strongly that you're an act, I'm sorry, that you're a being of free will. Mm -hmm. And I am not a determinist when it comes to reading somebody's chart. In fact, I see that very much as a blueprint. Like, what are you working with? We can put pink paint on the walls if you want, or yellow carpeting. It doesn't really matter. We're still building the house, right? What a bit of a weird analogy, but hey, that happened. I love it. <laughs> but... Um, I really do understand ourselves as beings of free will. And our first act of free will was the choice to come here mm -hmm. and to have a lifetime experience and to have an experience in a human form. And that blueprint, your chart, essentially tells you what that choice was. But you have free will ever since. And so, yes, there might be a very strong signature in your chart that you're working with. Maybe you choose to make one choice and that sort of has an effect on your life or you choose something else you know you might be going through a period for example i'll be more concrete here you might be going through a period of your life where um 
maybe Venus is doing something interesting with Saturn. And so the structures of your life and money and romance, creativity, play, that kind of thing. Well, maybe it's a great opportunity for abundance and money and starting a new business. But if you sit on your couch and don't do anything and decide to just drink wine all day long, which is another thing Venus could do, um, that may not manifest into its full potential, right? Mm -hmm. So it really is a chart of potentiality and what do I, what am I working with and what are the choices and how can I be more conscious of it? Honestly, I see astrology most powerfully as a tool for helping people realize that you are not a victim of this reality, right? You didn't come in here and things are just happening to you and you have no choice. In fact, you have a lot of choice and, um, I really see the chart as an, a way to exercise your free will that's more conscious to what your soul really wants to experience, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Perfect sense. So I have a question here because this has been what's always kept me from kind of diving more deeply into this topic personally. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but what about those of us who don't have access or don't know our time of birth? Like this has been the biggest struggle. I ended up really diving into numerology because of this, because I was able to kind of tap into some of these similar aspects through a numerology chart. But I know there are a lot of people out there like myself who don't have access to that exact time of birth. And so how, if what, is there any place for us in this? Oh, of course. Well, there's a place for everyone in the cosmos, <laughs> but certainly uh, with astrology, yeah. So there's, for a lot of people, mm, their birth time can be found on a birth certificate or things like that. But for others, depending on the country you live in or whatever, that information actually isn't there. And there's lots of reasons why people don't know their birth time. I mean, because uh, mom forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or, you know, um, there's all kinds of situations around people's birth. There are people who don't even know what their birthday is because of all kinds of experiences that can happen. And so that doesn't preclude you or, or keep you exiled from the world that is astrology. In fact, there are ways in which astrologers can find out that time for you. Um, and chart rectification is a way in which astrologers can. And essentially... Because your birth time, as you basically alluded to, is really important. It is. It actually sets up the beginning of the chart and your whole house system based on the time of your birth and the sign that was on the eastern horizon that moment in that place. So that kind of sets up the chart. So you're right in that this timing thing is important. But if you don't know the time, an astrologer can help you find that time. Um, and essentially, we'd be doing the work backwards. So if I know your date of birth and if we know um, your location then we know a lot about at least where the planets were on that date and time there are some planetary bodies that move much more quickly like venus moves kind of quickly the moon especially so your moon sign might be wrong if you don't know sort of a time but we can back into this so it might look like um an astrologer like me asking you to provide certain information. So I would say, okay, Kelly, uh, in the last, maybe give me like five years of your life and just sort of give me a history. What were major events? What were things that were going on for you? And then what I would do is look at those points and essentially bring the chart back to that time. 
and what was going on? Where were the activations? And then we can figure out exactly when your time of birth was. So I actually had a client just two weeks ago who told me I didn't know my birth time. Actually, she was correct. She did know her birth time, but it wasn't confirmed. She didn't have a birth certificate, whatever. She thought it was like 6 p.m. It was probably more accurately 6.02 p.m., but it was very close. How I knew? Well, I asked her to give me some pieces of information about her life. And I was able to look back at those times and I saw a certain activation. She had a major shift in work. Well, Uranus was on the midheaven at that point. Okay, that activation makes sense. I looked at the birth of her children uh, and I was able to not only look at that, but I told her what was happening around that time. Birth of her first child, there was um, fear, anxiety, and some other family things going on around that time. Birth of the second, a lot more happiness and joy and fun. And anyway, this is what I saw in the chart based on what she told me. And she confirmed, yeah, that was all real. And <laughs> that's right. And so it's actually a co-created process that way. So if you don't know your birth time, you can give me sort of major life events that have happened in the past because your story is constantly unfolding and we can back into it. Then what we would do, I would basically know your time of birth. So the chart can be rectified at that point. And then that would give an accurate representation, of course, of who you are, your blueprint, what you're working with. And then when we move forward, you know, uh, we would have a clearer sense. Personally, I actually worked with an astrologer once who it was her practice to do chart rectification before doing a reading to make sure it was an exact time. My time was correct, but I actually learned that I was born at 3.52 p.m. and 13 seconds wow. <laughs> from that particular experience. I don't go as, as close as the seconds, but she did, so that's cool. So then you can get it pretty accurate, like to the minute then with this uh, chart rectification. You definitely can. I would say for my practice and the way that I'm working, I'm definitely going to get it within the hour. And likely within four minutes, actually. And there are others who um, do that work specifically um, or might be very skilled at that or that's just what they do. Chart rectification is not like the thing that I do. It is a thing that I do. Um, but yeah, we can get really accurate. My birth certificate's been missing for quite some time. And uh, the copy they send when you receive a copy, it doesn't include that information for some reason, which is strange. So it's been a mystery. So I'm really happy to know that there's a way around that. Oh, totally. So how can someone step into their soul's purpose and journey with astrology? So at one level, or there are actually many levels with astrology, you can be as shallow and surface level with it if you want, or we can go really deep. Um, I think at one level, a lot of people are aware that there's something about astrology and personality. Right. Like, oh, telling me who I am, how I function, that sort of thing. Um, and also maybe what I'm going through. But I think the real power with astrology is soul evolution. So looking at the major themes in your life, what are you moving through? What did you say you signed up for? Um, you know, hey, in this lifetime, you're going to learn some interesting lessons about love and romance. And chances are <laughs> you're going to have relationships that um hurt you or cause you problems or whatever, because that's part of whatever experience your soul wanted to have, right? Um, or, you know, one one aspect in the chart, the nodes, your north node of the moon, for example, 
um, says a lot about your soul's kind of path, what you're moving toward, your purpose. That actually is an area for most of us that is uncomfortable and unfamiliar. But knowing that, we can kind of step into the bigger picture of our life. Like, oh yeah, this is kind of what I'm moving through. And you know what? Yeah, those five failed relationships or whatever, uh, it's not because I'm useless or unlovable or whatever. It's actually because I'm learning these lessons about love, self-love, awareness, whatever it might be. So, you know, your chart can help you to really discover a lot of things about your path. What are you here to do? What keeps showing up in your life? Nothing shows up in your experience by accident. Um, synchronistically, yes, they may not be maybe planned, but um, everything, our whole life experience is about giving our soul an experience. Uh, uh a background i suppose or a playground to evolve and to grow so the chart can tell you a lot about that mm -hmm. this is something i tell my clients a lot because we tend to get really stuck in this current experience you're not having a life experience you're having a soul journey ultimately so it's much more expansive much greater than just this current reality that you find yourself in and i think um, that's fascinating that we can learn so much from from the chart in that sense absolutely and just to the point on that soul, uh, sort of soul evolution i would call myself an evolutionary astrologer because of that uh, and also i'm psychologically focused so i am interested in the psyche the mind the experience that somebody's having having of self but also evolution of your soul um there's a point in the chart for one this is just an example there's one point in your chart your south node which is something that is either overdeveloped or an experience you've had a lot in other lifetimes and oftentimes it can be sort of like a, oh, that's why, right? So I could work with the client and say, yeah, you've had tons of experiences, maybe in um, achievement and success and business and leadership, or maybe you were a king or a queen or whatever, right? And I'm talking to this person and that's their comfort zone. They're like, yeah, I just made like $2 million and I just, you know, whatever. <laughs> I run this big fortune company and and whatever. And yet what their soul's really learning is more about home and family and coming back. And when you into like, you know, their roots and when you talk to them, it's like, oh yeah, that's a challenge in their life. Yeah. I'm working so much. I'm traveling all the time. I don't get to see my family, whatever. Right. And you can realize that actually that comes from some sort of evolutionary experience. Yeah, your soul has done this, knows this, and this is less familiar. And so this is what you're growing into. So yeah, it can be super powerful that way. Mm. And honestly, it's like a permission slip to just like, oh, it's okay for me to be <laughs> how I am. And like, oh, this is the experience I'm having. And it's all perfect. And it's all good. Well, and I like what you said at the beginning, which really, I really resonated with just in my work with like trauma recovery clients. But when you said we are not a victim to this experience, there's so many people that are walking around and because there is this contrast present in this very physical world we live in, it's easy to get in that victim mentality or why me or poor me, or I have bad luck or Whatever it is, this narrative that a lot of people get stuck in when we're in the kind of that victim mentality, I think, dealing with life, because the truth is, you know, and I say this all the time, none of us are getting out unscathed. And that's the truth. None of us are getting out untraumatized. 
mm-hmm. um, to some degree, that's that's a part of it. That's the growth aspect. That's where that good stuff actually happens once you can work through it. I really, you know, kind of coming full circle to that statement that you made, I think this all really plays into that. It's like when there is some type of purpose, some type of reasoning that we can connect this logical thinking to for the experiences we're having, if they're especially heavier and more negative, it helps us to shift out of that and be like, all right, like, as you said earlier, this is an op- a growth opportunity, a soul journey opportunity for my soul to evolve and grow. And there's a purpose to it. There's a reason why these lessons keep showing up, whether it is like you said, having relationship after relationship with challenges and the lessons that are presented in that or whatever showing up for you. So I, I can see how valuable that could be. And even just working with people on mindset shift with that information. Well, let me give you and your listeners maybe uh, a mind shift, a mindset shift, maybe even a mind bend. (laughs) (laughs) If you can't, if you can, or if you can imagine looking at yourself from a soul perspective, right? Soul not inside of a body yet deciding before its incarnation, what we want to experience on this planet. And we all come down here to learn restriction. I mean, the third dimension, this is all restrictive. (laughs) Like everything about even being in a body is restrictive. But we say things like, okay, I want to learn about my self-worth in this lifetime. Okay. And then which souls are going to help me with that? We create these contracts, these agreements with souls. And so, yeah, you have the soul that's like, oh, I'll be your dad. And I'm going to teach you about your self-worth because I'm going to essentially constantly ridicule you and I'll honor you by taking you down and by you know or these experiences might happen in childhood that are traumatic because you said you wanted to experience that and here's the real bendy thing because it still can sound a little bit like victimhood yet you're the one that chose to have this experience for whatever reason Mm -hmm. but actually at some level this is an expression of universal unconditional love Mm-hmm. And so that being, not the person, right? Not the avatar in the body, but right. the soul said, yeah, I love you so much that we'll have this experience and I'll abuse you mm-hmm. and I'll play that role in your life. And I will do this to make sure that you learn this lesson. And as a human, that's super hard. And if you're feeling triggered yes. in this moment, having me said that, like, that's fine. Allow it to be. But at some level, if you're feeling any sort of resonance to what I just said, that's kind of how it's working. Mm -hmm. The souls sign up to do certain things. And we're down here on this playground called Earth. And yes, I am not diminishing any traumatic experience. You're right. We all go through traumas in every way, shape and form. But some people experience especially Mm -hmm. uh, challenging traumatic experiences. And... The experience of being human and going through it and all of that is part of the lesson. But if you can back up enough to see like, oh, well, there was some sort of soul design here. I needed to experience this. Mm-hmm. If you can truly come to that space and a space of peace, um, then victimhood doesn't exist. Right. It can't because actually at some level you created it and not like I created it. I'm the one that like made this person mad at me. So they hit me or anything. No, 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 not that. But I created the soul experience of learning about my self-worth, of learning mm-hmm. to speak my truth, of learning whatever. If you can have peace with that and come to that level, I think you step right out of victimhood and you can shift a lot of the experience of, you know, rejection, shame, limitation, whatever it might be around 
trauma. Absolutely. So I write a lot about soul contracts. In my first book, I wrote a ton about it. And the reason why I write and talk so much about this is because when I started understanding soul contracts in the exact way you just explained it, that it's actually this ultimate act of unconditional love, when we're looking at from that broadest perspective, right? It's what moved me into where I am today. It's like you said, it's what moved me out of victim mentality. It's what moved me into a state of forgiveness. Of course, that doesn't mean what happened was okay, that the people who contributed doesn't make it okay on this earthly plane by any means, but it, it enabled me to embrace this larger idea of, of coming back again to that soul journey and what my soul needed to experience and realizing that even the people that are down here in this physical form, who we have these agreements with, it's painful for them as well, especially once they rise above it, once they're out of this earthly body, I guess you could say. And also it is such an act of love because we're also collecting that karmic debt with all of these things. So it's also a commitment to say, I love you so much that I'm going to come down and have this experience and kind of play quote unquote, the bad guy or the abuser or whatever that is, knowing that then I, at some point, will also have to come down and have some type of, of an experience to bring balance to that karma. Right, because that is karma, right? Because that's how... law and effect or cause and effect, right? And yeah. really balancing that. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's like the mystery of our lifetimes, of course, but we decided, we as souls decided to come into physical bodies on earth to have these experiences that, from my understanding, don't happen everywhere else, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Like when we're a non-physical entity in a higher dimension or whatever, and we're just connected with the love of the universe and oneness, well, that's lovely, of course. But it also, from some level, is boring <laughs> for a soul and evolution to evolve. Well, I'm going to go limit myself to such a degree that I learn new aspects of me. So I'll come into earth because earth is a place where we can limit and where we deal with duality, mm -hmm. good, bad, light, dark. Um, you know, we have experiences of abuse and limitation. We also have experiences of joy and love that aren't actually present everywhere in the universe. We are learning very specific lessons here. And so the birth chart helps you to see like, what is this human incarnation I signed up for? Why did I do this? You know, I look at people's charts sometimes and it's like, okay, are we ready to talk about mom yet? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and you can see it in their eyes and they're like, um, I'm like, yeah, well, your relationship to your mother is not great. I can see it. Um, can we talk about, you know, when you were a child? And obviously I'm not jumping into that with people right away. There's a, there's a period of time you're moving through. There's obviously <laughs> that first, because sometimes actually, depending on the client, we never get to that type of stuff. But anyway. It's like, yeah, let's talk about mom. And then we open that can of worms and realize like, yeah, you're, what you think is your bad relationship with your mother. Actually, she's helping you realize the thing you signed up to learn. Maybe you don't know it. It might be, uh, you know, because we live as a human and we have our conditioning and beliefs and, you know, our egos are challenging to live with at times. Mm -hmm. But when you're like, oh, wow, oh, that's part of my story, like. And not just, oh, that's part of my story. That's what happened to me. No, no. It's part of the story you set up. <laughs> and then it really does shift things for people. 
I feel like it's empowering to think totally. of it that way, right? As you said, it, it's not really necessarily things that are happening to us. It was actually a choice that we made at some point. And that idea of like, I chose this, this was of my own design. There's something really empowering in that understanding. Yeah. And it it's challenging, right? The ego can fight you with that <laughs> because being a victim or staying in a low frequency of I didn't do this, somebody else did, whatever, is easier. And the ego will keep you there. But if you can just be present with it, you know, um, I talk to people all the time and you don't need astrology to live a good life. Let me just be really honest. You can go around living your life. Life itself is going to create enough catalyst for you for your soul to evolve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it will. However, there are tools like astrology and many others, of course, but there are tools like astrology that can help you see the bigger picture and can help you be much more conscious about what you're moving through, what's actually happening for you. And you know what? It's that victimhood thing you step out of. You can walk around life and think things are happening to you and, oh my God, I'm a victim of this, blah, blah, blah. Or you can actually step into the seat of co-creator with the universe and realize, oh, I'm moving through this period right now. Oh, this is what's kind of happening. Like for me, I'll just say in my own life, there's a very long, very challenging transit with Pluto and Venus right now that is in my chart, which is literally once in a lifetime. And this is like transformation and change, especially as it relates to money and finances, but also relationships, romantic. And if I looked at this whole year, that's playing out. <laughs> and I have had more than a few opportunities to be the victim. Oh my mm -hmm. God, what am I doing? I can't do this. This is never going to happen. You know, whatever. But knowing that, okay, this is a period that I'm in. And by the way, it's ending in a month. Hallelujah. Um, like when things come in, I realize, okay, this is a soul lesson around this theme. So I'm not going to react to it in a way I might otherwise, you know? Mm -hmm. I work with clients. Um, I actually had one very good friend of mine, but I saw in her chart some, you know, something was going to happen in like, this was last year, um, February, June, November. It was like a very similar signature. It was Saturn was doing something in her seventh house. I don't remember the detail, but basically it was like, mm, there's some restriction, challenge, trouble in relationship. And so with your partner, I don't know what it is, and it could be related to money because that was the sign Taurus it was in. I said, but there's something about restriction, fighting problems in your relationship. And you're going to see it three times, November, June, or sorry, whatever those, February, June, November. And so the first, you know, February happened, she was like, oh, it did show up. And in the summer, it showed up again. And she told me, she said, at the end of the year, I checked in with her and she said to me, you know, the summer was so bad for us. The two of us were like, I couldn't even manage it anymore. And I was ready to divorce him. She said, but I knew you told me this was like a cycle and I was going to see it one more time in November and then we were going to move through it. It would be better. So instead of reacting, instead of freaking out, instead of telling him I wanted a divorce, I decided to just be more conscious. I went into my space. I took the space I needed. And in November, we dealt with the same issue again, but 
it shifted. And now we're like better than we've ever been. Our relationship is stronger than it's ever been. And now we're working on this like business project together. And she's like, I'm so grateful that I knew about this heads up. You know, I'm not telling her they're going to get a divorce. I'm not, I don't actually know the detail of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And by the way, and if astrologers telling you something to that level, mm-mm. it's not true. <laughs> I wouldn't trust them anyway. It's, it, this is the energy signature. You are that free will being. So she was going to move through this lesson. And so she said, yeah, because I had the heads up, I was more conscious and I moved through it much more gracefully. Um, I guess side note, her husband asked and she, he was like, well, why didn't you tell me we were going through this? She said, well, it was my reading and uh, not yours. <laughs> this year, he booked a reading with me too. <laughs> He's like, I need to get in on whatever's going on. <laughs> right. So, you know, you don't need it to live a good life, but it can certainly help you be more conscious about what you're moving through. Yeah. Absolutely. And and surrender and accept it sounds like, which is always so powerful. So let me ask, can you tell us a little bit about like, what does working with you look like? What type of services do you offer? Is it an ongoing, almost like astrology and coaching service? Or do you just do one-time charts? Or just tell us a little bit about what it looks like to work with you. Yeah. So essentially I've designed it in such a way that, um, wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you can work with me. So, um, certainly readings, that's like a number one stop. Yeah. So if you're interested in having a reading, um, looking at who you are, your soul's evolution, even if you've had a reading before, we can look at the future, what's coming, or even things like vocation or your relationships with other people. These are all things that can be looked at. So readings, yes. But I also have a community. So um, I offer, I do new moon and full moon meditation events. I do um, workshops also in yoga, restorative yoga in particular is another sort of modality that helps me to connect with the body. Mm-hmm. But those things are available as well inside of my path and purpose community. And um, there's a bunch of free resources in there too, either about astrology or your own self-discovery. And then, yeah, if you want to go deep, um, you know, and maybe you're moving through big changes in your life. Maybe the way you've been living is very different now. Um, maybe you've been really successful at things. And now there's just something inside of you that is calling for something greater. Essentially, it's your soul calling you back to yourself. I know this. But if you're in that space, um, then yeah, we can do coaching. So I have a Cosmic Insight coaching program where we can go deep about who you are, your design, looking into your past lives and different challenges that you've done. Also teaching you tools of self-inquiry. Um, yeah, so that's super powerful too. But essentially you can join me kind of wherever you are in your journey. So if you're just curious about, hey, what's going on in my chart? Who am I? Mm-hmm. A lot of times that is the entry point for people. And then they realize, oh, there's something here for me. So you can join my community and continue to learn and explore. And yeah, if you're ready to go deep or huge changes are happening for you, or if you're a spiritual entrepreneur who knows, like, I am called to serve and I really need the support in this, um, then I've got that too. (laughs) Mm, Amazing. And so where is the best place for my listeners to go if they want to connect with you, learn more about your work, join your community? Yeah, absolutely. So if, if what I've said at all in this episode has resonated with you, follow it. There's probably a reason I'd love to connect with you. Easiest way um, would be to go to my website. It's yourpathandpurpose.com. 
Um, but you also can find me on Instagram at Path and Purpose. Um, that's another way to connect with me easily. But on my website, you'll see everything very easily about how to join and sort of get connected. But honestly, even if you just got a question or if you want to tell me like, hey, I heard you on that podcast, you can just find me on Instagram at Path and Purpose and just send me a message. That's cool too. <laughs> Perfect. So before we kind of close for today, could you leave my listeners with one bit of wisdom that you would like to share with, with them today? Might sound like a reiteration slightly, but we'll, we'll bring this home. You are an infinite divine being. You are a soul from, well, the creator, the source at some level. Who has decided to come into a body and have an experience in this life? Your life matters. It is important, not only for you and the themes you want to play out and the things that your soul wants to evolve toward, but it matters because it is also part of the cosmic interplay of other beings on their journeys as well. So if there's anything I want to leave you with is that you are actually a lot bigger than you think, and your life is worth immeasurable amount of anything <laughs> we can't even measure it it's infinite um the value that you are and if for any reason you're not feeling that then it's just time to look within it's time to ask your question who am i really and when you do you'll see it that you are in fact that big and that much of a gift to the universe beautiful well, again, thank you so much for joining me here today. I know my listeners are going to get so much value. I know I've gotten so much value out of this interview. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me.